You're listening to Hey guys, welcome to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. I'm an actor, producer, and entrepreneur, and I'm here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode, episode 139, Dealing with Uncertainty with Kulap Vilaisak. And um, I am so honored and excited to have Kulap on my podcast. But before I go into introducing her and her work, I uh, just want to check in with all of you guys, make sure you're doing well, do a little self-check as I'm beginning to do a lot these days. We're still in it. We're out here in a pandemic. So please... Uh, you know, pay attention to your well-being, take care of yourselves, wear your mask, social distance, meditate, wash your hands, sleep well, drink water, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And that's why we're here with Cool Up to talk about dealing with uncertainty because that is life right now, right? But anyway, back to the episode. Uh, cool Up is somebody that I, again, I'm really honored to have on the podcast because she is an Asian woman in the entertainment industry who is has been and is killing it. I first technically encountered Cool Up by watching her on The Office, uh, the episode where Michael Scott goes to Benihana's and brings the Asian chicks back to his office party and he then can't tell who is who, like who his Asian girl is. And it was so cringy, but it spoke to me and it made me laugh. And Cool Up's the one that gets her arm marked. It's ridiculous. Um, but she's just a fantastic actress. And she was also in uh, Parks and Rec as Ulani. And she's just an amazing creative, which we'll get into in this episode. But I um, personally don't really have that many Asian women that I, I feel like I've encountered and gotten to know on a personal level and that I truly feel really good vibes with and genuinely respect and look up to. And Cool Up is one of those people. And I just feel very fortunate that, you know, we've gotten to know each other and that she's down to be a guest on this podcast because it's an honor. Um, yeah, so for anybody out there who's also been kind of lost and not feeling like they have a lot of uh, role models or mentors, you know, I try not to get too caught up in that. But really, when you encounter people that speak to you and kind of really motivate you and inspire you, it is something really special. So that's just what this means to me. And this is um, kind of a conversation where I get to be guided and I have questions for her. And uh, yeah, we get to have that have that kind of a talk. So I hope that you guys enjoy this because, because she's amazing. So a little bit uh, more on Cool Up. She's a writer-director who created the TV series Bajillion Dollar Properties on CISO. Freaking hilarious. And she is also the creator of the original documentary Origin Story, which was honestly such a moving film and uh, like a breathtaking journey because people just don't get a look into this kind of a story. Um, an origin story is chronicling her travels to her native land of Laos to search for her father. So it really just dives into her story, um, you know, rooted in being a refugee from Laos and, you know, being separated from her parents. And like, it's just incredible. And there's such a deep dive into her personal life and it's it's amazing i really recommend that you go check it out i believe it's on amazon but yeah you're welcome 
<laughs> uh, she currently co-hosts Add to Cart with Suchin Pak, another role model from like the MTV days that blows my mind that I've gotten to meet Suchin. Um, and Add to Cart is a podcast about what we buy and what that says about who we are. And that is made for Lemonada Media. Kulab is dope. Please enjoy this conversation and um, go check out her work because, I mean, it's just the beginning. There's more to come. Also, please again stay for the outro music because every week I'm featuring different music from artists that I love. This week's outro music is by the very talented Tim Atlas and it's his song Peace at Last, which is one of his newer singles. I freaking love it. And sidebar on Tim, um, I actually got to meet Tim through collaboration and uh, up in the Bay Area. He is a Bay Area native. Holla. And uh, I actually made my very first piece of art, like my very first piece of film work through Tim's music. I was inspired by his song, Ten Goodbyes, because I was dealing with a really gnarly breakup at the time. And uh, yeah, that was the first thing like I wrote and directed and acted with in with friends. So um, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, it's on YouTube. It's Tim Atlas, Ten Goodbyes. I think we titled it like unofficial music video. But shout out to Kenny Liu, my friend who's an amazing actor and he plays my love interest. And shout out to John Enriquez who co-directed that with me. Uh, one of my dudes and Patty Lynn for helping out. That was seriously such a fun, random, like, I'm inspired. Let's go make something. And I was stunned to see the response for it. I was so glad that Tim Atlas, like, let me use his music. You know, he's a friend. He didn't have to. And it's been really great to see how much Tim has grown as a singer and songwriter. And, um, you know, he's performed at South by Southwest and I actually got to produce a showcase that he was in. It's just dope. People are making all kinds of things and everyone's on their path. So it's just really cool to get to know how they came about that and how they navigated all these things. So this is basically me thinking out loud that I need to have Tim on this podcast too. So that'll be forthcoming. But in any case, I hope that you enjoy this episode with Cool Up on dealing with uncertainty. And yeah, I'll talk to you later. What you're saying, don't, don't you know? Yeah, came in 88 with a dream oh so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Life Cutting their teeth on the move, nobody's feeling Hi, cool off, how are you? Hi, Minji, I'm so happy to join you. See, I'm really, really thrilled because I'm like a ways through this podcast, but you've honestly been on my list as like a dream guest for a long time. What? Yeah. Very accessible to you. <laughs> yes, but you're also very busy and for a lot of amazing reasons, which I would love to like dive into because your career, honestly, I mean, in my direct circle of, of humans that I know, like I truly admire and want to emulate your path. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's very <laughs> here. It's fun, especially when I just feel like the last, you know, I don't know three, four years, I just haven't been able to like do the next thing. Things haven't like worked out. So really that you feel that way. Cause you know, maybe there's hope for me yet. I will, I'm going to go off my vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I can't see anything not going for its ultimate highest good with you. I think. Oh like, my God. To mm. From your mouth. To the universe of years. <laughs> oh. I'm, 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 I'm channeling, okay? And I'm putting it out there because I, I don't know. It's just something about like um, when I got to meet you and then spend more time with you in our A-plus group, which I want to, you know, get into a little bit in our in our chat. Um, 
But just like honestly, like having witnessed what you've been able to do with like bajillion dollar properties and like and acting and like your ability to adapt and like your openness and then now your podcast, like I'm basically prefacing this entire conversation right right up front. Yeah, let's but billboard it, baby. We're billboarding the crap out of this, but it's just honestly, there's a lot that's kind of come up in my in my podcast that okay, I don't even know how I got here because I thought I was like, if I do 10 episodes, we're good. Um <laughs> But like a big theme that's emerged out of a lot of these conversations is the 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 value of like persistence and and the ability to like be resilient and pivot and just keep going, you know, yeah. even if it's like completely like, I don't know what the hell is happening right now, but we're just going to go with it. Yeah. So, I mean, you do that to me. That's like the the vibe I get from you and um, just a lot of like joy and positivity and like, let's handle this. <laughs> Well, for some, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, I've certainly been around folks that have career trajectories have skyrocketed. And by the way, all of those people are hard workers with like, Mm -hmm. with ability and uh, material to like take them up there. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's more of a long game. (laughs) It's a steady, uh, You know, isn't it for all of us? Though? <laughs> I've seen folks, they do, you know, I've, I've seen it. And, and, <laughs> and that is, that is their way. And it's, you know, it's part of my, my doing is, and, and discipline is just, it's not mine. <laughs> it's not my way. And there's yeah. certain things you can't change. <laughs> for sure. That's the, okay. I'm recognizing, I don't know how, and I would love to know how you've been navigating 20 the the joy that was 2020 um i mean uh, you know navigating you know if if a you know if there's just a boat that's not sinking but it's also not moving (laughs) (laughs) so still as humanly possible yeah navigation makes it sound like there's like you know we're heading somewhere we're we're on our way (laughs) general floating yeah yeah Mine, yeah, it's more of just sort of like a raft that, you know, <laughs> that has, you know, no tail, um, no oars. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting Moana imagery right now because, like, there's a point where it, like, you know, the tides get really rough and you're like, I got nothing, man. <laughs> We're just going to end up where we end up. Yeah, if Moana was really boring, if... <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> uh, not the ocean. Oh, I should be clear. It's not the ocean. <laughs> yeah, where, where where body of water um, is this? It's an above ground pool. <laughs> I love you so much. I needed this. <laughs> you don't understand how good it feels anytime i laugh cool off the last year has been like i'm digging man i'm digging like i'm digging up old sean spicer melissa mccarthy videos to like spark joy <laughs> oh i understand Sorry. sis i really do i really yeah. understand it has been a moment um many many strung together yeah yeah so I mean, can you, well, okay, for starters, like I, I, I hyped you up because I love being a hype woman for all of my guests and do your intro and everything about like your career and your pathway and the highlights. But I'm curious, like when you, do you get that question now? I mean, I know that the way I perceive it is like you're in this upper echelon of like 
of professionals, but do people still like sit around and go like, so what do you do? That's still because I mean, I'm telling you, us down here that are like really like, I don't know what I am. I'm a multi hyphenate. (laughs) I mean, here, like where I'm at, like I had a great PR person. I, Uh (laughs) you know, uh, got some good press. I do have abilities, but Mm -hmm. like, not unlike you, I'm like, I'm trying to level up, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to like, what's the new show? What's the, you know, so everyone's really like, they love talking to me and I love talking to them, of course, you know, via Zoom, computer to computer. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, my struggle has been like, what's the next thing that's going to get produced, you know, and that's my heartache because I, all I ever want is to sit around a crowded table. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm on a above ground pool. No. Okay. Can, well, what I will do is I'll find some floaties and I would, uh, I'm however I can ha- make that a more enjoyable experience or anything. I'll, I will 100% join you however I can. Thank you. Cause Thank I'm there. I, I mean, I think it's funny because I've talked to a variety of different people at different places in their career and lives, right? Like it's a mix of everything. It's not just like what you're doing to earn money and what your title is, I guess, but also like, and for me, I've been, <laughs> we'll just go dive right in. For me, I've been like really navigating, like, am I ever going to find a spouse and have a child? Like that was the plan that I thought before 25 was going to, which was ridiculous in hindsight, but you know, like reaching certain points of like my age and like my body that I'm like checking in with fertility stuff now. And it's like, there's a lot of uh, milestones that kind of all blend together. And you're like, where am I in the grand scheme of things? And how am I yeah. trying to level up in what area and to what degree of success? Yeah. So I feel you in terms of like, there's certain areas that I've like pivoted a lot and I've wanted to like do the acting thing, which I know was like part of your path too, right? And like I think you're one of the funniest people I've ever seen on television. Oh my god, that's and so nice to hear. You cool up. And I still say, and I I know it might sound annoying because you might have heard me like gush about this too, but like just your Leilani character. <laughs> I died. On Parks and Recreation. Yeah. On Parks and Recreation. One of the best television shows of all time. I mean, I've luckily been on some great, great shows. Yeah. Great shows. And now, you've left such a mark. Oh, God. Well, that would be my first big role on The Office. Yes. <laughs> so and good. now it's just not a big deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it rolls, right? I just, you know what, it, Mindy, the, the thing that happened was I never got. Uh, pilot no uh no that that is what happened <laughs> that is exactly what happened but also <laughs> but also um <laughs> i i did that i did that documentary and that documentary mm-hmm. was so um you know i've just worked so hard to be who i am mm-hmm. uh it's hard to it's just kind of hard to be other people right now and yeah. then on top of let's another layer. This is a layer cake that I'm serving right now. Please do. Um, is I just got really sick of of myself through editing that documentary. Ooh. And then another layer is I just I just find so much fulfillment in being on the other side of the camera. Like even in Bajillion, I would do some parts in my own show, and I was like, ah, this is taking too much time. <laughs> 
<laughs> hair and makeup and uh and although you know it was so like so fun to 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 do that and to be on shows uh, on my friend's shows during that period of time it just was like i just really love you know being in the writers room i love mm-hmm. being um you know on set be, you know at the monitors I love yeah. show running and like that, that's the high I'm chasing right now. That's, that's that crowded table. You know, I love it. I'm looking for. So I still like enjoy it. And in fact, I was watching something else the other day um, and no shade on the actress who did a fit, fine job. And I was like, that, that's a guest star role I do. Like that's the, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thought about that like that in a long time. Yeah. But you know, you start to think about more things when you're again, just floating <laughs> on, your, on the above ground pool. That's right. <laughs> I get it. No, and it's it's crazy. Um, funnily for me, I have I don't think I have any signature things I can refer to that I've accomplished. Well, no, I did some like fun BuzzFeed sketches. Honestly, that was like a real. It was a lot of fun because I got to do that with um, Jenny Yang, and that was really really fun. And that's where I I as an actor. As an actor, um, I got to make people laugh. And that was something I never thought that was like in my wheelhouse, I guess. Like really? a highly animated person. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be Meryl, you know? like Okay, okay. But she <laughs> could be very cute. funny. She is hilarious. Yeah. But like her, I guess what she's known for is very theatrical, very character driven. Um, you know, she's a serious actress and I, I never had thought like, oh, I want to be on a, a sitcom or a comedy. I love all them. But the thing is the funny, that's why I think you're connected to a really sacred part of my life, which is when I watched Parks and Rec, when I, you know, got the flu and finally sat my ass down to watch a show because I don't watch anything. Um, when I saw Amy Poehler as Leslie, I was like, that's it. Oh my God. That's a character that, Mm -hmm. oh my God, she is, I are her and she are me. And like, oh my gosh, something exploded a little bit of like, that's what I would love to do. And TV and all that stuff had never been an aspiration. And like, and I loved, and around that time I did this, like these random videos with Jenny and like BuzzFeed friends and I made people laugh and they, they went viral and like people were just cracking up about how funny of a Asian mom I was. And I was like, this is this is good stuff. Like, yeah. Who knew making people laugh? Like, I could do it. A, B, like, it's so great. So the roles you gravitate towards in comedy are your, like, type A, Leslie <laughs> Nope, Tracy Flick of election. Mm-hmm. I mean, to know that and know that you do that really well, it's, it, that's good for you. That's a good asset. And then Thank you. once you get that down, then you can start playing with, like, different things you could do. Right. As well. It's great with like like admiring other people. But the funny thing is in, in like much like your career, I've like in 2020, I actually stepped away from my agents. I like I I I stopped my theatrical and like I set aside acting. So right now like you and I talked maybe it's been like a couple years, like time has flown, but I I'm really interested in writing and being behind the camera too, not exclusively, but I feel like there's a lot again about your career that I feel truly inspired by like and I'm so curious about how that transition happened for you and everything you've learned along the way because that's like a big shift, right? Like not everyone's in the Hollywood space to like know what the experience is like like auditioning. I think people have their ideas. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think auditioning, I, I didn't, I didn't, 
I don't mind auditioning. Like I don't mind, I don't mind auditioning. Like I don't mind pitching because I'm at heart a performer. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I think the trouble for me was sometimes just being in my head and not bringing myself forward as an actor. In uh-huh. that, when I would read things like, you know, oh, we want a Kristen Shaw type, or we want to, what I would do um, was just be hung up on, let me, let me do not an impersonation, but I would take, I, I would, I didn't feel like the version, my version was like, you know, what would it look like if Kula played this role? Like, I, that, because I just on a psychological level was like, well, Kula's not enough. And so, yeah. That is what oh. held me back, Ooh. I would say, as an actor. And then when I got past it, I'm just not as interested in being in front of the camera anymore. Yeah. Right? So how that transition happened for me was, you know, I was I, I was getting into I, I was fortunate to uh, work with uh, I would great, I've had a great manager for over a decade, um, and I have gotten to every room that I could ever ask to be in, in, in especially in like comedy, right? It's mm-hmm. not that I was missing out on auditions. I had chances for a lot. So that wasn't the issue, right? And I, and I uh-huh. would work and I, again, I am very proud of my resume, but like I, I wasn't working enough to feel creatively fulfilled. And mm. does I come up through the UCB theater system where everybody's a multi-hyphenate, where you're, <laughs> you know, you're a writer, director, writer, performer, you're all three. Um, yeah. And everybody's a producer. That's, yeah. that's like in the DNA of that place. And you're constantly collaborating with your peers. Um, and especially if you hit it off, uh, you know, those, and people like to be around you. I mean, that, that is a huge, huge portion of my uh, of my IMDb are is through the UCB system. Mm. Um, so we work, we hire each other, we work with one another. You know, because um, I love each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no as I you know, there's no guarantees. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you know, if you strike up friendships and and you, you like to work together, you, you keep doing it. And, yeah. and, and it also just, it's a timing thing, right? Because I, I started there when, you know, pretty early on, I won't say like right when theater opened, but pretty soon after when they opened in LA. So mm-hmm. that's a timing thing, right? Because then we became an institution. Like yep. we, like the UCB became, they were the ragtag, you know, rebels, but now they're like the institution and now they have institutional problems. Right. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like it's also, there was a timing just like for podcasting or I was, we were the, who charted was the fourth podcast it at Earwolf. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I've had 10 years in podcasting, but that, that was the early days. And so we would get huge numbers. And right. now there's so many podcasts. And so there's no guarantees unless, of course, you know, call back. You're like the office ladies, right? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you're going to talk about this beloved show and go through, uh, you know, like episode by episode. And, and you're also the leads of that show. <laughs> so right. then you, you're, you know, and if you're Conan O'Brien, you're going to be okay. So yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's a lot of, a lot of my career has been about, 
just timing and about like who who I who I came up with. Um, right. And so the so a transition it truly was like oh wow I love what Erica Oyama did with the um she did a uh so there's Children's Hospital right mm-hmm. that's that's Rob Corddry going let's do a funny Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. and then from that came Erica Oyama's uh uh it's her Bachelor spin I forget what it's called and then. And then off of that was Daniel Schneider and Donna uh, uh, Fine Glasses like take on the Real Housewives, mm-hmm. you know. And then from that was like News Readers, which is like their take on like a sixty minutes. And then <laughs> in that line was you know I'm like oh well what reality show would I do like my take on, which was you know Million Dollar Listing and HGTV shows. <laughs> yes. So that's, and then when we, you know, and I, I, my first producers was Comedy Bang Bang. That's my husband's uh, company with David Jargowski. Mm-hmm. And we were like, let's get Tom and Ben in on this. So now it was like, oh, Million Dollar Listing meets Reno 911. And that's just love and like unbeatable combo. And so I was fortunate to like the very first project that I pitched, mm-hmm. I sold it. And not only mm-hmm. did I sell it without a pilot, I was given a two season green light. Oh my gosh! And the like the the opportunity to just figure it out with the backing of the of of like the people behind Comedy Bang Bang and Reno Nine One One. Like it, it was just not a bad situation. <laughs> not it was an amazing situation. So it's really <laughs> tough that I've like like pitched stuff and they I don't understand why didn't you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. What? You, so like is that a hard no? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <huh>. Weird. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Yeah. You you're a no too? Really? <laughs> um Yeah, it's and guys, it's it's so wonderful to get positive no's where they're totally <laughs> complimentary of you and your performance and they they, they love you, but no thanks. <laughs> Yeah, you're great. You're just amazing. And but no thanks. No. So so the transition was in that way was just like so awesome. Now, was there angst and doubt and imposter syndrome? And did I have to like really kind of like like I, I in the beginning of Bajillion, I was like, well, there obviously someone's gonna take it away from me, obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, so this is gonna happen. And then when yeah. I when I really realized, like, oh, literally everybody wants me to do well, <laughs> it shifted a lot, and then it became a way more pleasurable experience. That's a, did you like? Was that a? I'm still very much in the like. I'm gonna I'm going to screw this all up. There's it's just inevitable somehow. I go. It's not going to go well, even in the very early stages. Right? We're not even talking like we even got to the pitch yet. It's like. I'm gonna find some way to wreck this. Well, I mean, you're Asian, so that, <laughs> right? That that's how you were brought up. That I mean, that's it's uh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of rewiring. I and I appreciate the so not just from like your career, but even from like your documentary. There's so many things, and like I just feel uh, again so lucky that we got to know each other on that personal level because of this um, amazing group of women that came together because of Times Up, API. 
which was but I feel such like I, a, I knew you before didn't i know i, I knew you we, we knew each other before from like um you got to you were on collab cast because marvin was awesome and he reached out to you i don't know if i i was so like pe- people have told me that i come off so like gutsy or whatever but there's like i'm like i can't talk to them like even things like that i would get like i would stop myself before even things would even begin cool up like i would be like i can't ask them to be on our show like why why would they ever say yes? Marvin's like, no, she's great. We should ask her. And I'm like, okay, you ask her because I'm not wet. Like, so, I couldn't handle rejection for crap. So, will you did uh, the uh, when you would ask for people to be involved in the collaboration, mm-hmm. you felt a little bit more freedom because it was about this sort of institution. Yeah, that like, yeah came before okay. Right. Yeah, there was like a shield. And like, that's why I think even when I left that role, that was in 2018, I had like a massive internal meltdown of of letting that title go because there's so much security that came with it. Mind you, there's a lot of other insecurities around, you know, attached to that too. But one of the securities I had from the title of being the head of an organization was I have the organization as like, you know, a a cushion or a catalyst or like a validation of kinds, right? Like I can say, Oh, I'm, I run this nonprofit. Can I talk to you? And there's like more of a chance that they would say yes. I mean, Um, yes, but like, it's like, again, when she she says nonprofit, how many people ever work their full time at any given time? Right. Right. I don't know, but I, I really, yeah. So even just a, an ask like that was a, was a weird thing for me, but that's how you and I met was, um, through you being part of Collabcast, you coming to empower, which was great. And then I feel like I got to just know you more personally because we spent more time on, what was it? A monthly basis yeah. that we did with Laverne, which was awesome. And I've had Nikki on this podcast, so we've already like, you know, sung Laverne's praises, but we'll do it all again because, um, she through the times up space and the Asian American leadership group that just like organically formed out of these large gatherings that we were having just to figure out what the heck can we do to uplift each other and to make some, some sort of tangible change happen in the industry. We, we like cloistered ourselves and participated in her leadership um, pilot. What would we call it? Like a, it, it was, it was like a, it was like a leadership workshop that kind of leadership off. workshop. Yeah, from, from yeah. Our, us meeting with A plus, uh, which is yeah. Asian American sort of cohort of Times Up. Have you yeah. have you had Laverne on yet? I have not yet. She's on my list. <laughs> Just ask. She's, yeah, Just no. Ask. My thing. I will totally. I'm I'm pretty good about asking now. My thing with with first of all, again, this this podcast and it is like its own living breathing thing of like me. Again, I said at the beginning, I was like, I thought I was going to do 10 episodes and be like, I'll have achieved my goal and therefore I can walk away if I want at 10 episodes. And now I'm at 137. So um, it's kind of like this evolving thing of like, oh, so we are doing this. Should start planning. (laughs) Have a list of guests that you want. Because before I was really good, very like improvisational about it to bring it to to the UC. It was very yes anding. At yeah. every given time. I mean, and here's the other thing. Like, I, yeah, after a two, about a two-year break from podcasting, you mentioned it before, I'm doing a podcast with Suchin Pak called Add to Cart. Yep, love and Add to Cart. In, thank you. In this time, we're like, oh, great, we have we have vaccines coming through, but, like, things aren't going to be changing that much mm-hmm. day to day. 
to have something where you can have output, like, you know, this will come out on a steady basis. Like, it's just yeah. good uh, in terms of, like, for your creative soul. Yeah. And absolutely. also, it's a way to socialize when that is so almost near impossible in this time. Well, you guys bring such light and, like, laughter to the whole universe through your guys podcast and i was watching the the recent clip about the underwear <laughs> i was dying <laughs> yeah, <man>. uh, <laughs> if, if people listening don't know what i'm talking about go find out it was delightful it was like such a breath of hilarity in my stressful anxiety ridden day um it's the episode with casey wilson if you're looking for it yes giving suchin an earful because of her <laughs> Her underwear habits. <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, I won't spoil it. Um, but yeah, it's I think insane. the original... It's insane. <laughs> she, she, I was like, okay. I've never heard that before. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> ever. Um, but I love it that... I would love that I can go on these, like, tangents with you. And it's great. And bringing back to, like... So when you were talking about going from acting to producing, you did Bajillion Dollar Properties, and then you did Origin Story, which that that documentary in and of itself was, like, as an Asian-American, like, so heart-opening. Just because it's such a... Like, we all... There's, like, this thing. We all know that we go through these different experiences. And, like, specifically, I've been curious about the refugee experience because mine is from a very different... Like, my parents elected to come here because they felt like it. You know, they wanted to come from Korea in the 80s. And that's, like, a very different experience of Asian America than, you know, from your origins in in Laos. And, like, being separated from your family and, like, having to find them again. All that. Like, that documentary was so... But it's so still relatable, even though those experiences are so different. Um, just like you talking about your identity and stuff. And you were saying earlier that that was like, a key, like editing that and bringing that to life was like a really life changing point. And like, I guess not in just like your career, but in life, right? It sounds oh, like one hundred percent in life, and was a huge part of my evolution as a person. Yeah, because once you once you uh, you know uh, dig through shallow graves, lift rocks and like process and handle the truths uh, that you were looking for and, mm-hmm. and then find other truths that you weren't looking for. Um, yeah. And there's just, there's no going back, you know, there's no putting it all back together. So it, it forces the documentary really uh, forced me to put, I, I love to say this all the time, form into my dysfunction and really like, late have it I made a a movie from it like that's what and once I made the movie I shared it with everyone and then it became kind of at that point it becomes greater than you it's like a song right so yeah so it's it becomes about the listener or the and in my case the the viewer the viewer yeah um so yeah it was it 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 was a huge part of, of, and a, a catalyst for me to just make big, big changes. Um, and to, to heal. I mean, the, the, that said, you know, stuff and shit will always just come up. Like <laughs> it, it, you know, until it's, it's not done until it's done. And even, and even when it's done, you still have feelings about it. It's still, happened right nothing gets yeah. erased 
you, it's just you shift how you react to it. That is so perfectly said. I think there's a lot of um I think a lot of beautiful like vulnerability that's happening. I mean, it's it's a lifelong thing. I don't think whether we have a pandemic or not, I think it's happening, right? And it's happening in all of our lives behind closed doors or with our sacred spaces with our most trusted people. But I, I think, um, not but, and, I think that the pandemic kind of, not exacerbated, but intensified it, right? And a lot of people that I thought would be not so open have been really, like from my dad and from people in my close circle that have been a little bit more bottled up compared to me where I'm like, well, here are all my feelings. Um, people are being a lot more open about that process and about that healing and about what they really think. Um, and I'm curious, like we'll never be able to know cause we, the pandemic happened, we can't reverse that. But I wonder like, would they have been so open or that open to healing or even using these terms of like healing like i'm very woo woo, which is i love discovering more of that through um your podcast listening at to cart where you like do the crystals and stuff and i would love to talk about that with you um where i'm like very in that like i'm down to use those words and like phrase things that way and frame them that way talk about manifesting but there's a lot of people in my world that like they're like okay minji that's cute and they're very kind of like all right LA they're like, yeah they're like oh <laughs> that's pleasant oh yeah uh, yeah but i'm hearing it more i'm feeling it you know people are more i don't know just people that i really didn't think would ever be into that i could see the little cracks where they're like you know maybe i should do a meditation i'm like yes do it <laughs> i mean we're all forced to uh, mm-hmm. Some people were before, but a lot of people are all forced to kind of sit in and take stock of their lives. Um, yeah. There are less distractions aside from the TV, but the, you know, we can't, you know, we, <laughs> we're so isolated and in isolation, you start to think mm-hmm. um, and you, you start to kind of analyze and some people do it more than others. Some people, it's it's too hard to do but we you know unless uh, you know with i think with very few exceptions that's the case cuz even cuz the, there's additional stress on on the the single mom who has to figure out how to you know put food on the table and teach her kids because her kids isn't can't go to school and and the, yeah how that is affected by her, she's going to go, well, why? Why? And she's going to be thinking about these systemic problems and also how she how she got to this very place. And there will right. be some sort of, there will be some sort of reckoning, even if she is so, so, so tired and, and without resources, right? That's just an right. example. Mm-hmm. An example. And even people who are doing well, um, you know, in this time, because they're in jobs that are kind of pandemic proof. And it's still so, so hard not to be able to, to be around friends or, or not to have like, the option to be social, even if they, you know, wouldn't do it. It's, it's, we're all affected by this, I think. And I think it, it, it just, I, I, uh, t- huzzah to the person who doesn't internalize 
what's happened in the last year. On top of coups and like, you know, just straight up violence. Like there's so much going on. Like it's wild. It's so wild. That is the word I think that I've heard more. Well, besides the, uh, maybe that was like 2019 word, but toxic, right? Um, But wild is, I think, a totally appropriate word of describing the the insanity that was like just on a very regular basis. And that was something that I was like trying to even step outside myself in the, like the, the space of, okay, let's, let's just like, do we believe that we are our thoughts and emotions or are we just like observing our thoughts and emotions kind of thing? Right. But like, we're not built to be dealing like a pinball, you know, a pinball ball every freaking moment of every day. Right. And I think that was just like the stimuli of like, not just like little things. It's like, systemic racism and like white supremacy and corruption and like straight up lying bald face lying to our face on a regular basis for four years and nobody yeah. Yeah. like calling it out in any sort of real way and like that hopelessness and that stress and then like it accumulates and it's on a, it's like reminder every day in some form like no i just it's it was it's been a very big um test to anybody's mental fortitude i think you're right and, you're right you're absolutely right it's like yeah the trump the last four years have just has there been some ups i'm just saying personalize it to me these last four years has there been like good things are my relationships great but like over it's been fucking challenging mm-hmm. really challenging in the midst of this trump like just this yeah for for the trump presidency and then who and then into a pandemic and into this election and into you know what I mean just you're right like the, just constant being bombarded constantly yeah. um and it it shorts like you just i need like so much cortisol i lost so much <laughs> it's God. it's so it's been so <sighs> stressful and it's great my adrenals um, your, yeah, yours, mine, everybody's like uh-huh. so much organizing happened. The A plus came from this, right? Like, yeah, Times Up came from uh, it started with Harvey Weinstein, right? And then it built yep. to something bigger. Um, it was a reckoning, it was a reckoning, it had everything to do with the Donald Trump pres- presidency and grabbing yep. by the pussy, everything. And so, and being an organizing. Uh, you know, in general, especially to get out the vote, uh, all of the things that you and I both did for to get have our people get out the vote, um, you know, first for the the uh, primaries and the election, then for Georgia. It's like, uh-huh. you know, it's just we're just going and we're just trying it. And it's great that we came together. And I hope we still do. But it like hey, there was there's a toll. There's a toll. There's a cost. There's, you know, and there's still so much work to do. But I mean, we got to really acknowledge how hard and how emotionally taxing the last four years have been. Like that is real. Like as much as we're like, ah, you know, like let's let's pick ourselves by our bootstraps and like onward and upward. It's like this, all that stuff happened and that has to be acknowledged. 100%. Sometimes I wondered if my optimism was like, because I, I literally used the word onward. It was like a running hashtag in my Instagram. And I, I even got sick of my, I was just like, 
bro, we just need to be like, this sucks balls and I hate all of this. And it's hard. There's something kind of like, not, I didn't want to look at that as like giving up, but I think whatever, whatever programming was embedded in my brain of like, we just need to make the best of it. And and we did not to discount that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah. I think people really did rise to the occasion, including you and A plus. Like I, I in that capacity, like I, I feel a lot of guilt, which I know that you're not putting on me in any way. But I was like, I should have done more. You know, um, I was doing my best in the other, you know, doing Zoom stuff and and putting together panels. But I was like, no, I want to do tangible things. I want to write letters. Like, and that's the one time I was able to join this past fall, which you were organizing every freaking Friday. Was like. Just sidebar, every freaking Friday, this group of incredible women were like getting together to write postcards and letters, like literally organized so, it was so impressive. It was like beast mode. I was so inspired by it. So I just want to let you know, because I was only there once, but I was paying attention and it was driving my, like, I can't, we, we can't drop the ball and I won't drop the ball in my little corner of whatever, um, that that get, got a big fire under my butt. Just letting you know, even though I only showed up once and apologize. No, I mean, no, don't apologize. So here's the thing. We, for Naomi Scott and I did that every every week. Um, and it was because we had to do something with our energy. And mm-hmm. we wanted to, we were going to, we were going to do those things regardless. Right. Right. So why not, you know, try to do it together. But the yeah. other thing is we all can't, we all can't be uh, guns out at the same time because it's a long game. It's about, it's about sustainability. It's about, um, uh, you know, it's about, that's why sometimes some people are on the bench. Some people aren't, some people burn out. That's okay. You, you, You can take a break because someone else will take your place to kind of keep, to keep it going. Right. Like that's, that's what we, you know this, you're an organizer. You by nature are an organizer. You know, it's not, we, we just have to hold up together, hold up our part of the sky. And it's impossible. It's impossible to go at a 10 that that's, you're going to die young. Like I'm just, you know, yeah, not, you, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, if you just go so fast. And so, you know, if you're a comet at some point, you're going to run into something (laughs) Or you're going to completely miss the mark, right? So for sure, it's 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 about endurance. It's about consistency. It is about rest. It's about taking breaks. You know, like it's like and like I mentioned before, we still have so much to do. We do. Um, Good reminder. Yeah. How do you how do you take care of yourself? I mean, we've gone through just in a short amount of time. I mean, and I, I wish I could just yeah. I just feel all the wisdom pouring out. But um, how do you, you've dealt with so many really huge things and much like we all have different huge things of, of relationship problems or family issues or money issues or career uncertainty or just general identity problems. Like these are all real things um, that any person deals with in whatever mix at whatever time. And what it's i i'm my when i look back for mine i'm like yeah there have been moments where it's like when it rains it pours like there's just been like an onslaught of of stuff and i i feel like i've been doing my my darndest to like 
accept what I can control and accept what I can't, which is a lot, which is most things. But I I had this moment of reckoning this last year of like how much of a control freak I am. Like I didn't, I never framed myself that way because I was trying to pinpoint like, why the hell am I so bent out of shape about this? Or why am I so anxious and like scared and worried and whatever, right? Like all these, these negative things that were really intensifying throughout this year, even though I was in kind of a um, pandemic proof job, which was doing voiceover work, like it was weird because I was like, well, I thought once I had more money in my bank account that I'd be better. And it was proving to be very false. I was actually more freaked out. I was like, well, I can't ruin this money that I am making now. What, how do I spend this? Well, like, you know, it was just an extension. I didn't feel like certain bills got paid and that was amazing. But like, I then started freaking out when I wasn't sustaining that. I was like, oh, because I'm still in a gig economy, right? I was like, I made less this month and last. What does that mean? Am I declining? Like I wasn't better, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just had to like really take a look at what are my fears? What are my uh, control issues? And that that's, it was all helpful, but it was awful. It has been awful, <laughs> but nonetheless important, right? Well, um, I mean, to, to look at yourself to, for self-reflection is painful. For yeah. you to really honestly look at all the things that you do because you're afraid, um, it's a uh, it it doesn't it'll never look good. It's never attractive. Yeah. Oh. And to to really sit with that, and then then decide, do you want to still do it? It's hard. Very it's hard. hard. But the more that we become personally responsible for our well-being um, and therefore our happiness, at the, the better off we are. Even though, like, this work is the hardest, this type of stuff. To just yeah. really, like, <laughs> to wrestle with yourself. Because um, when you wrestle with yourself, it's tough because she knows exactly where your weaknesses are. Um, mm -hmm. and you agree with a lot of what she does. <laughs> so it's tough, <laughs> yes. it's tough to, to, to get down with your void, um, in this manner. Yep. But if how, you, how if do you, you do wanna, that? Like, well, if you want to make change, you, you know, that is, it is to, you know, it's, it's things like, you know, there was a writing, um, uh, I forget who, maybe like a writer, writing teacher was like, Hey, like write down like that voice in your head, that critical voice in your head. Like, who, here's a creative writing assignment. Who are they? What do they look like? What's her name? What's his name if it's not a her? What's their name? Uh, mm -hmm. What do they look like? What, you know, and, and just kind of personify that voice. And, and, no, and, 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 and the idea is to really give her form, him, they, form. And then instead of, um, trying to kill her, trying to fuck her, or trying to silence her, them, he, uh, is to invite the, this, this voice, this void into, to your table, let them be a guest at your table, but don't let them take all of the air in the room, right? Yeah. There's other people to, to, yeah. to to you know the 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 problem for a lot of people is like they deny that those parts of them and that that's that's not helpful um 
because at the end of the day, the cult of positivity and and you know, it it, <laughs> it gets it it gets us to a certain point, right? You know, but it's mm-hmm. not like when when dealing with the wrestle with yourself, it's like give yourself compassion, but you're also not just like you know like indulging that's that's the that's the asian in me i'm like we're not indulging shit over here we're like (laughs) we're gonna keep it very real (laughs) um and i'm like yeah that's so funny that you use i use that word with a friend i was like i'm not trying to indulge myself i can i like be loving and compassionate because that's like a fine line to me because depending on how my perspective is right i'll be like no that was too nice you just need to get your shit together and stop crying like (laughs) because anything that's not that is like indulging and I'm like that's not true how do you be the best parent to yourself that's crazy you say that yep how do you and so that is so so what is not gonna work is what your parents did I'm making a leap (laughs) here and you can tell me (laughs) I'm wrong but it's not about withholding love Uh uh-huh right it's it is it's about being firm it's about being honest, but it's also not calling yourself lazy or stupid. It's also not withholding love. I don't love you anymore when you don't do the right things that I want you to do. And it's no shade on your parents at a certain point. We're adults. We can actually yeah. make the choice to not repeat behaviors. It's just super hard because in our formative years, that's what we learned. Oh, so like you said, it's deeply programmed, right? It's like not, it's not a part of our conscious mind. I think a lot of people, as far as I know, we're all very smart, intelligent beings that know what we like and we don't like. And so therefore in a conscious level, no, I don't want to be like this. But at the end of the day, how much bearing does that have in in our true behavior? (laughs) Like, you know, like, I think there's a lot that's just ingrained that we have to go. That's why we got to go deeper. That's like my. And it's also just like where you're at, right? So, with grace to our parents, like them flipping out about you putting, you know, like running around with scissors or like putting your hand on the burner and then freaking out is, is like, you know, that was probably appropriate, (laughs) like, you know, at the time. (laughs) But what's not appropriate is for you to have those, that same shock and same, like, you, you know, when there's like you get in a fight with your boyfriend mm-hmm. you know or you you get something happens in some relationship right and you react the same way well that's not based on the present it's not based on the situation that's happening it like the it doesn't it doesn't uh it's not equal to the occasion right, right? and so that's part of it too is being really mindful and present and to let go of that stuff your baggage means you have to rifle through it there's really no getting around that for you to let go uh, there's no there's not so much that you can do to avoid that if you if if you want to not have it so true well, but that doesn't, it's funny that implies that you have some awareness that it exists, right? I have people who might have like straight up 
act like they don't have baggage. They're fewer. Like what I'm thankful for is I'm recognizing in the gratitude practice that I'm working, been working on for several years at this point. I think it's helped me vibe with the people that I really enjoy and respect and admire. And they're like in my circle, but there are people in my life that kind of have fallen away. And I think some of the key things that I was just noting in it as non-judgmental, but like, and it's intentional of a way, like who are the people that I like being around and why? But some of the people that I don't, they, there's kind of this like really, I don't even know if it was like a, like a, like a denial. Essentially it is a denial, but they like really are disconnected from like, they don't think they have baggage. And I was like, we all do it. It's not a judgment on you saying you're a bad person or weak or anything like that. It's like, we all have our, our hurts and our different ways that, and I know that like, because I know your baggage cause you shared it with me, but like you act like you don't. And then therefore, if you don't think or know that you have any sort of baggage, then it's like, how can you then even work on that to release things that may be holding you back or impeding on your relationships, right? Or like yeah. allowing for intimacy to be there, right? And that's not even like romantic. That's like just being vulnerable, right? Like yeah. with a friend, like, hey, I don't really know you past a certain level. <laughs> um, and I, I really value that, right? And I, I feel like, and I've noticed it, for people your age and younger, mm-hmm. uh, especially, and it's not easy for people my age and older either, but the spe- and especially uh, a strong aversion to vulnerability. Yeah. It, it very, like the idea of being sprung on someone or a thing, it's so like, it seems so terrifying. Like the few times that I've gone out and talked to kids in colleges and like, graduates and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, wow, you're gonna have to figure this out. I don't know when you'll do it. But you can get to a certain point with, I call it the cult of positivity and the secreting (laughs) it. And, you know, you'll get to a certain point. Um, But if and you know what, some people if they have no interest in wanting to evolve, like, God bless, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) But it is a choice. It is a choice. Um, and it, and that's why, you know, movies are written about like, you know, uh, like the Scrooges and whatnot, because it is tough when you start to, um, if you've built a life where you have no self-reflection and you, and no compassion or empathy, once you open that door, it's not like you dip a toe. It all, yeah, all, all of it. down the life that you've created. Uh, you know, no matter how much money, it's just like a house of cards, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. eh, almost better to just kind of get used to doing it younger, so that your life doesn't get so rocked. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a, <laughs> it's a take. It's a take. You know, choose your own adventure, but. Yes, so true. You know, yeah, like you're, you're, have compassion. Okay. So this person I do not know, this friend that you're just speaking of, a couple Mm -hmm. ways of looking at that, right? Is that for whatever reason, they cannot look beyond where they are at for whatever reason, because of pain, sorrow, stubbornness. It's just, they can't. They're not in a place where they can. Yeah. And, since you are only able to control and be responsible for yourself, you can look at them and go, 
do that away from me because it affects our relationship and thereby it affects me. I wish you the best, but it's not yep. for, I, I can't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to be your friend and that's okay. Like that's really okay. <laughs> that's taken me years to be forgiving or compassion to myself to have a, not even standard, but just like that. I don't like that. And then own that it's like, and then I judge myself for that. Or that's, and that's what I'm working my way out of. It's like, hey, you, you're allowed to like like things and like want to be around it and not, right? Like, I wouldn't allow that. I'm like, you can't be, I would equate that, like having preferences and standards to being like being an asshole, essentially. Like, I would just be like, that's so judgmental and that's so mean and like, you should be loving. And, you know, I grew up really, really Christian when I was younger. Yeah. And just being like, you know, what would Jesus do? What is wrong with you? Like, why are you shunning people and and saying they're not worthy of your time? Like, who do you think you are? Like, that was honestly like an inner voice in my head that would question every single thing that I did. And I'd be like, you know, that person's got a, like a funky vibe. And like, I'm not a big fan of like how they talk to other people or whatever, right? Like, for whatever reasons, I was like, I'm not a fan of that person. I would counter myself all the time. And I think it's it's greater now to simplify it to not equate that to being like a hateful person, just being like, Hey, I'm only so much jewels of energy. <laughs> like well, my body and my mind are shot. Like I really kind of want to protect that and who I'm around and it's okay. Like it, just the, leave the it. Thing, as like. thing about that, the other thought, another way of looking at it is that it is the definition of love. Perhaps it's more loving to, mm-hmm. um, to, to, towards you and to that other person to not be close friends, you know? And sometimes it's really okay just to have coworkers, just to have acquaintances, just to have yeah. friends. Not every you can you literally cannot be best friends with everybody. Like that so is so true. It's just why why are you doing that? You know, and and relationships like it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to be enemies or or, you know, lovers at all. Like we have, there's just so many different types of relationships. And so, so you let a certain number in, you try it out, it doesn't work. It's okay. Like there's a world where you're just like, it's, it's you, people, you're just like, hey, good to see you. You catch up once in a while and it can be, it's okay to have sh- shallow relationships. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if you're not shallow and you have strong relationships, it's that part don't worry if you only have shallow relationships this is a different conversation right yeah that conversation I'm having with you who I know has you have deep relationships you have good girlfriends and good guy friends you know everybody else is just gravy and like so people can just be like nice to see sometimes and if you keep them at just that category nice to see then that's what they are and there's no angst there's no what you know it 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 it's because we were brought up yeah just we don't have to we don't have to give people the shirt off our back we can choose who to do that to you know like there's that's so true yeah. it's a very like all or nothing it's very extreme right like uh, for me uh, and that's uh stuff that i'm working through of like being okay in the gray and being in that in that middle ambiguous area just being like it's cool that's fine i don't know Saying I don't know was like not a thing for me. I couldn't say that. I had to be so definitive about everything. And that's something I'm very gladly leaving behind of like, 
just being like, I don't know. Because before I, I'd equate that to be like, I'm dumb or like, or I should know that. And I, I've ranted and raved on this podcast so much about like how man, how little spaces I ever want to allow the word should to live in my life because I'm, I'm very rebellious. And I'm like, according to who, like who says I should blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's separate and figure out my relationship with that and, and figure out how to like actively be nice to myself, which brings in like the crystals and stuff. Like I, when I heard that you were into that and that's something that you love to add to your cart, I was really happy to hear that because there was some part of me that felt like, I don't want to tell people I bought myself crystals. I don't know why I'm still working through that. I'm curious, like when you got into that and like how you've what I'm just curious in general, like what's your self-care routine or like, how do you get centered with yourself? Cause like we've gone through so many stages of your life. Like you've, you've gone through really big shifts, right. Of like what you want to do in your career and like discovering huge parts of yourself to reconcile and come full circle with like your family, your identity, going back and discovering truths. Like everybody needs to watch origin story is what I'm saying. Thank you. Um, and also Bajillion Hall probably both will bring immense <laughs> light into your life. Different vibes though. Um, yeah. But in like all of that, like you've grown so much as a person and now you're, we're, you're amongst all of us. We're all floating. How do you like get centered when you, it, it all is just, you know, a jumble of everything and feels chaotic or. It, look in the present, it, it is, it is a challenge. I mean, I'm not, but when things when I, you know, I'm looking around at my, you know, office right now where I'm recording, uh, mm -hmm. and there are things here that I, they're literal touchstones um, that I use. Uh, so um, crystals, which I'll get into, but in addition to crystals, um, you know, I, I'll pull a card from a tarot deck. I have a number of decks, probably three that I, I like the most right now. And uh -huh. I'll pull one deck, it's something I need to think about for the day. And then read the description, right? And so, yeah. Here's the thing: to take it out of woo woo, everything that every card in the deck is something you probably should look at, right? So uh -huh. you know what I mean. Like that's, but the divination part is is like, what part? You know, what should you put attention to today? And all of these things that I'm going to talk about are, are forms of meditation. It's forms of taking a break, breathing, focusing on. Um, you know, something, right? So if yep. I pull one card and, you know, and I, it, it, it's, let's say it's an animal card and I pull like a zebra card and then I look at what, what that card means and it's asking me to think about how it applies to my life. Uh -huh. And I have a visual representation of, of that, right? I put the card up, I'm looking at it all day. So it, it that's a, you know that's a nice sort of ritual right to do yeah right so I have a number of so I would recommend that if that's something you're you're into um I I just know. got my first deck oh great see great <laughs> it was gifted to me by a, like a friend that she's the one that's kind of been a handholder in that in that world and I love her. And the fact that it's a gift from her, it, it yeah, it motivates me even more. That would be a really cool ritual. If this was, you know, any, if, if you can do this about anything, but if you uh, make it a, just make it a ritual, meaning around the same time every day or mm -hmm. somehow, right? Like um, that, that'd be fun to put through. Um, I certainly have an altar 
to my left. Um, I'm looking at it now. And what an altar can be whatever you want it to be. Um, it doesn't have, you know, some people say make sure that you have, you know, all of the elements, all four elements, a little bit of fire from like a candle, um, a little bit of earth. Maybe there's a flower or a crystal, um, you know, wind. It could be a bell, right? Sound. Um, and then water, you know, sometimes a little bit of a little, a little cup of water with some, um, uh, drops of essential oils could be nice. Mm, And you can put images of things that make you happy. Um, there is a, I have a little board that my niece gave me that has, uh, she put a mantra that I use which is infinite spirit open the way for my great abundance. I am an irresistible, irresistible magnet for all that belongs to me by divine right. So uh. I, have, I have that. I have various crystals. I have various like, you know, I have Kuan Yin, uh, a goddess, a uh, little statue. Um, and, you know, I have uh, sage nearby. I have, um, Let's see, various candles. Um, but let's talk about crystals. So crystals. Um, yes. Crystals, I, I don't know when I started getting into crystals. Um, it's been years now. But see, I'm woo-woo. I mean, I've just done, I've, you know, I, I have an astrologist who I've seen for over a decade. I go, wow. to, I go to psychics. I've gone to shamans. I've, you know, like this, there isn't much that I haven't done. I haven't tried ayahuasca because I, I don't want to, um, double dragon. And so um, <laughs> maybe it's this year. Who knows? Who knows? I know. We don't know yet. It's just we don't begun. know. It's just begun. Um, but I am very much into, you know, I've done past life regression therapy. There's not, again, there's not a lot. I'm from Laos. We believe in ghosts. That's not even a debate. So, <laughs> crystals, crystals, crystals. So they come. Crystals from the, are low key. <laughs> crystals are low key. They come from the earth, right? It's yeah. It's as Suchin laughed at me while I said it was. It's old science. Uh-huh. It's old science. So if we take any object, and I'm, right now you can't see it, but I'm grasping a a pen, and if I look at this pen and I imbue it with a feeling, I imbue it with power. I say that this. This this pen means something. This pen uh-huh. is a talisman. It's a it's a it's a art power. And when I hold it, I'm thinking about it, and I'm imbuing it uh, with with uh, some some sort of active properties. But what if I were to switch this pen with a crystal? And this crystal, through the ages, has been assigned um, certain sort of metaphysical properties. Now, crystals, mm-hmm. we know from science, um, quartz, a uh, big part in ele- electronics, huge part of an electronics. Yep. Um, and it's not, you know, in terms of mining things, it's just, it's not just about gold and diamonds and stuff. It's, it's crystals to use for all that high tech shit that we use all the time, <laughs> exactly. right? So this, yeah. is, this is that, and that is science. That's technology. Okay. So, so we have these various crystals. And so if I, if, if I hold a crystal in my hand 
And right now I have a Venturine. And oh, pretty. It's, you know, and I, I read what what properties are and I hold it in my hand and I meditate on it and I, and I think about it. It gives me stillness, right? And so so there there's its own sort of p- power that comes from that. Also, mm-hmm. they're very beautiful, you guys. Aesthetically yeah. gorgeous. They're just pretty, you guys. Aesthetically gorgeous. And I do get a, I do get like a bit of a buzz from crystals, especially that that is also just about focused attention. So while you're thinking of something, you're holding on to something, you're feeling the smoothness of it in your palm, you're feeling its edges. Yeah. Right? You're feeling yeah. air. And you you're like, you know, you're like He Man. You got this cool little stone and you're like <laughs> you got this power stone, right? <laughs> like yeah. so that's that's what crystals are about in the most simplest because I I know a lot of people they're like, what the fuck? You know? But like <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. You also, know? yeah, like I I don't give a fuck about, you know, whatever PlayStation thing that you which by the way has crystals in it. Um, thank you <laughs> thank you uh you know like thank that's you very not much much. You know, Kenji, just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying like everyone that was ever into like comics and stuff right i was like that's like i mean th- everyone grew up on this stuff and i was like when did magic become like it's not even you know like whatever you wanted to find magic right but like when when does it like it's in your eyes cool and then another and another set of uh form right like through crystals or whatever you want to call it is suddenly like lame or unbelievable and like just eye rolly well the funny thing is for me i i actually had to identify that i used to equate a lot of things with like a lot of privileged people i think that was honestly a big thing for me too besides the fact that like there are people that roll their eyes at like just the kind of the the witchcraft of it all because i also grew like i said i grew up baptist christian so there's everything related to like sorcery and witchcraft or whatever is like super evil right it was just you relegated that to like you don't ever touch that stuff don't go near it don't go near psychics like tarot is like very bad it's bad 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 so like i had to get through that barrier and for me i was like i just think it's pretty and i'm just curious and i'm i'm like open to like what if there's another way like another portal of understanding the universe and understanding god's work and getting messages from like you so the bible says angels exist like why can't i talk to angels through this like there's a lot of like it's like on a logical level this doesn't make sense god create everything yeah and this is but this is this stuff predates christianity which also has you know like in catholicism that incense i mean what's the difference between when i'm staging and when you know like what yeah is there a difference and also you know false idols i mean statuary crosses you know the you know the elements and the beauty like the the gems that are on these things there's a reason they're not just picked willy-nilly this is old shit this is old shit so so the what are the things that we let we we stop doing? Okay, we're like, all right, we don't need to bloodlet anymore. All right, that's yeah. that's the old science. We've moved beyond. Yes, but we have. the warmth of a fire, which can be jarred in a candle and smell like you know something different than a fire. That's old. <laughs> that's old stuff. And old magic used to be old science, right? Now, yeah. are there scams? Yes. 100 percent 100 percent but this this crystal 
it's not what's that you know what i mean this isn't snake oil it's a it's it is it is like what this is in my hand is quartz it's not not quartz it's quartz. yeah and it you know it was cut in a certain and it's it's nice to, it feels nice so that alone like that's just bottom line there right yeah um, yeah you know scams generally people well every every as, as my co Suchin says like almost everything's a scam all I like, know, <laughs> you know, like, and she's in the, I get it. She's right. Like she's right. Like, especially with like skincare. I mean, you, the, when you put in promotion and advertising, like you're selling something, you're selling a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. But, but we all kind of like accept that. You know what I mean? Like we, that's what I'm saying. That. There's certain, like, certain scams that are more acceptable than others. Right. Like yeah. it's like literally, is that, is that scam your cup of tea? Cool. Like, Yes. I, I really want like I is I really care about if it's harmful. Like are we harming the earth? Are we harming other people? Are we exploiting people in order to, for you to get there your scam go. fulfillment? Like that's when I start questioning stuff. But otherwise I'm like, if you love your your PS5, bless your heart. Like yeah. I hope that they they manufacture them in some sort of a safe and ethical way. And like for me, like I have my crystals and like even for like barring judgment from other people and myself, I'm like, these are pretty. I feel good energy when I hold them. Um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like, and look, here's the thing. If you don't feel good energy with the whole, when you hold them, then you really shouldn't have them. I'm not saying you, I don't care what you do. Like <laughs> I literally don't care what you do. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But like that's, yeah that that's you know like but for me if i go in a crystal shop i get a little bit of a buzz you know so that's me i would like to go to a crystal shop i've never been to well no i'm not never it's been a long time since i've been to one i ordered online (laughs) when you get a chance to i would highly when when i I say that when things open up again and i hope they survive uh this pandemic um check out spellbound sky in near the sunset junction in silver lake their owners um are fantastic it's such a welcoming space it's aesthetically pleasing um and they're very helpful so yeah like i i get stuff off the crystals so then i it's like oh so that's almost like hey then i should work with crystals right like i yeah i don't get anything off of holding a tennis racket i don't enjoy it (laughs) so i don't play (laughs) tennis (laughs) like (laughs) i have to to try to spend quality time with my dad but otherwise yeah i'm same like no thank you like i don't uh, yeah golf club same thing (laughs) i have no interest in golf clubs but you know what people get they get it's you know for them that's a sport i disagree you know (laughs) i'll back you on that i second that you know it's it's zen all right well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yuck your yum go for it golf boy (laughs) golf girl get it go get it whack that i just can't i've heard that it's very therapeutic much like a batting cage i'm like but that's under the premise that you make contact with this tiny ball yes which i'll have my crystals that's right and that's why i like kickboxing not that i've done any of that during this quarantine why yeah well could i yeah i have a hanging bag I just, Ooh. I just, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I want to, sh- I want to, in theory, 
get back at it. I think sometimes, you know what, that's enough, man. Because this is, I think the, the overall premise is like, we're, we're shifting through so many versions of ourselves. If you're in the version of yourself that like, I cannot, like, mm-mm. I'm that hanging bag, you're just going to keep hanging because we're not ready to connect yet. <laughs> that's fine. Because I have like my boxing, you know, like I have my things too. And I, I would kind of look at it and be like, oh God, I'm I'm wasting, you know, I bought those and they're just sitting there. And that was creating bad energy too. And I was like, you know what? Lately, walking has been like my lifeline. For Since pandemic started, I go on daily walks and it's become a thing. And it's like my ritual, my daily thing to listen to NPR and some music, maybe a little like Blackpink and whatever. I don't know. Right, right. Just something to put a little pep in my step. And I was like, that's all I can muster. And this is what gives me happiness and my crystals cool and i i was learning how to accept that because before that i was super like high intensity interval training kind of person yeah i was like you know what given everything like this is fine this is just fine that's amazing and i think that uh, the really underlining the word you said which is just finding your own ritual things yeah. that are just for you for the sake of of better bettering you and that may be like turning on music and dancing for a song, but doing something daily that's that's that you, that that just helps you get centered. And it it really honestly can be anything. If it's crystals, if it's tarot, if it's you know some a walk. The walk is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to do. I was noticing how like pretty my neighborhood was and I never like fully appreciated okay. that. And I was like, this is great. And it's so random. I was just like, I just need to not be in my home. That's why I was like, I need to go outside. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Maybe the weirdest circumstances can bring you to like, to get woo woo, bring you to right where you're supposed to be. That's right. There are no coincidences. No, not at all. Um, Kulab, I want to respect your time because I could sit here and like ask you questions and like <laughs> <laughs> energize myself off your wisdom for the next like 80 <laughs> hours. And I just, I I want to bring that full circle to like, I just really adore your spirit. And I, I, I'm grateful that you're, you get a kick out of putting out podcasts because seriously, please like everyone go check out Out to Cart. But um there's a lot to each of our lives that are so like unclear and wonky and messy and complicated. It's good to have other good vibes out there that you can like take a rest with um, mm-hmm. and be inspired by for whatever reason, you know, insert reason. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I feel so fulfilled right now in this present moment that we got to record together because I'm telling you, this was like, I really want to record cool up someday. And hopefully like it works out timing wise that I can reach out and she's available and it, and it coincides and, and we did. And like, this is a, <laughs> it's, this is a great moment and I'm really happy. I am too. I'm so glad that we connected. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to say to the first of all listeners who are in apparently 55 plus countries like listen that that drives that's wild to me to to know that people outside of the US listen that's actually honestly kind of expanded my brain a lot of like oh we can talk about things that are not just US centric even though we are a circus for the whole world to watch right now. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you care to put out into the universe as we're all like getting our 2021 on? You know, do your best to just do no harm and take no shit. How about that? Ooh. Let's just Wiser that. words have never been said. Do no harm, take no shit. 
Do it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank love you, Minji. Thank you, Cool Up. And um, I'll definitely share, like, uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Because I've already plugged Origin Story, Add to Cart, anything else? Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you're interested in learning more about uh, uh, the diaspora from Laos, follow at yes. Laos Angeles, Laos, I think, underscore Angeles. But if you just look up Laos Angeles, it, it'll come up. It's an organization uh, that I started as a community of uh, Lao Americans, but we really try to highlight and uplift and amplify all of the diaspora of Laos. So check us out. Amazing. Amazing. And I love the people I've met through that org. So fun. <laughs> so hilarious. We do have a so good time. extra. Very extra. And together, so extra. we feed off of each other. <laughs> <laughs> the synergy, the synergy. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kulab. And um, yeah, hope we'll talk again. And shout out to, to Suchin, your collab- creative collaborator. And um, please tell Scott I said hi, too. I also love everything he means. We didn't even get to, like, gush about how awesome he is, but hopefully we'll have another chat about that. He is cute. He's so great and hilarious (laughs) and hard, awesome. But sending lots of love, and I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode, episode 139, dealing with uncertainty with Kulap Vilaisak. Please go check out Kulap's work. And thank you, Kulap, for being such an amazing guest. Um, You can go to her uh, nonprofit that she's created and her community called Laos Angeles. You can go get info at www.lausangeles.org. That's L-A-O-S-A-N-G-E-L-E-S. Org. And then please go check out Add to Cart with Suchin Pak. I mean, you're going to, we got very deep this week, but um, her, it's so lighthearted and funny. And if you need a break from all of the, the moroseness of right now, go check out Add to Cart. I, you will not be disappointed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, you know, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Feel free to share it with a friend. I really appreciate that. Um, getting more people to know about first of all and thank you to my patreon patrons because you guys are freaking incredible you guys help me keep the microphone on the wi-fi on and i love you and you help keep marvin my audio engineer who i adore who's a dear friend of mine keep him helping me create this podcast and share it with all of you so if you'd like to support first of all you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast and if there are other ways you like to support me and the podcast you can go to my website first of all pod.com and go find paypal amazon wishlist all that stuff if you feel generous and want to contribute to the creation and um, growth of this space so I appreciate it uh, you can follow first of all on Instagram at first of all pod I'm also on clubhouse if you want to find me there um, I'm at Minji Chang so hit me up follow me I'll be hosting some rooms in the very near future so follow along with all the social media because we'll be announcing the schedule and all that there Again, thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you, Marv, for holding it down. Thank you to Juliana Deer, who's on my first of all team, helping me keep this podcast awesome and engaged and out to you. Thank you so much to the people who've been leaving the reviews lately. It, like, I, I cannot express how much it means to me. Thank you so much. Um, I'm also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian-American podcasters and storytellers. So go check them out. They have some great shows. Um, thank you to Uzohan for his use 
of his song Uzu Trap for the intro. And again, here we are with the closing song for the outro with Tim Atlas and his song Peace at Last. I love all you guys. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.